G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. An amazing story has come to light demonstrating the enormous difference a faith community can have on the transformation of regional and country towns. 20 years ago in Wagga Wagga in the Riverina region of New South Wales there was a shortage of doctors. Egyptian-born doctors Ayman Shanuda and his wife Samia Azab moved to Wagga where they were inundated with work. As they settled into the community, they bought an existing church building for the foundation for their Coptic Orthodox Christian faith. The movement has grown and they have added something in the vicinity of 50 GPs to the region. Well, Dr. Eamon Shenouda, along with his wife, lead the Glen Rock Country Practice in Wagga Wagga. And Eamon is joining us. Eamon, a special welcome along to 2020. Welcome and thank you for inviting me. Who would have thought, Eamon, that a church community could make such an impact as you have clearly and obviously done in Wagga? Uh, was the formation of the church the start of transforming the availability of GPs in your region? Well, we never thought about it this way, that's for sure, Neil. Uh, when we started, it was about our faith, our uh, making sure that we practice our faith in Wagga. And that was the first thing that comes on the mind of a Coptic Christian is want to go to church every week and uh, enjoy the spirituality and uh, and enjoy our tradition and the link to God in our lives. Uh, Eamon, not so many people very familiar with Coptic Orthodox Christianity. I wonder if you've got a a special insight to you. How do you sum it up yes, when someone uh, says, what do you believe? Orthodox Church is one, sorry to interrupt, Neil, but the Coptic Orthodox Church is one of the oldest churches in history, and it starts from the Apostle Mark. And uh, 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 and it just have a very old traditional church that uh, 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 was based in Alexandria to start with, and uh, and yeah, it's a very old uh, Christian belief. Uh, before there was any fragmentation of the unity of the of the churches, uh, the Coptic Church was one of the churches that was there in the beginning. Now, let's come to your story. You arrived in Australia and you first settled in Launceston in Tasmania, and then after about five years moved to Wagga. That's, that's true. It's, it's a bit... So I, I settled actually in Sydney to start with, and I was uh, I had to sort of uh, settle in a place where there was a Coptic church. So I settled in uh, in Sydney, and then I started thinking of how can I get my qualification uh, recognised in Australia. So I was uh, thinking that I have to have a a, a job within a hospital system to 
within the hospital system to uh, orient myself to the Australian uh, uh, health system. And so I applied to all uh, rural hospitals in, uh, in Australia, from north to south, from east to west, all of them. And then I had a call from Launceston General Hospital uh, offer me a job uh, in there. And that's where I started my medical career in Australia. After that, I moved to Hobart for a couple of years. So I spent it about six to seven years in Tasmania, and then I moved to Wagga after that. And when you moved to Wagga, there were uh, a definite lack of GPs and a lack of a Coptic Orthodox Church. But uh, describe what it was like back in those days. As I understand it, you had uh, weeks and weeks uh, where you had a, a backlog of patients and a waiting list weeks long. Yes, I, I can recall the uh, first time I had uh, I came to Wagga where I was booked for about eight weeks before I even started or been known by by the community of Wagga. And uh, I remember and recall my first patient where I, uh, he's a patient who have high blood pressure, was coming for a prescription for uh, medication for hypertension, and I asked him to have a seat so I can measure his blood pressure and his answer sort of shocked me because he said, really, do you need me to sit down? And uh, yes, I said, yes, I want to measure your blood pressure. And the the, the thing there is not uh, was a lack of doctors that they were very time deprived that for a repeat script, they, they, they couldn't even have time to measure some blood pressures. So that's how intense it was. So I cannot blame the doctors for it. I blame that they were really, really overbooked and overworked, uh, that they couldn't do uh, what they need to do sometimes for patients. I know we've got the ear of a lot of people in country towns listening to our conversation because so many country towns are suffering with a lack of GPs or their GPs are well and truly overworked. Uh, for you, settling in Wagga and eventually starting the Coptic Orthodox Church in Wagga, that became like a magnetic draw card for others who were also doctors who moved to your community. How do you think of the big change that's happened over these years? Well, I know for sure that for the Copts or the Egyptian Christians, they are uh, very attached to the Coptic Church. So they are seeking a, a, a way to have a church in the community so there's their kids, uh, they can uh, go to some Sunday school, they can sort of uh, enjoy their spiritual beliefs and enjoy the gathering as a community of Copts uh, in any church. But we never thought about that. We were acting like a, a normal Coptic Christian. We wanted to have a church so we can enjoy this ourselves with only three families then and then we went to the bishop uh, in in sydney and we asked him whether we can uh, uh, start a church in wagga so we decided to buy a church in wagga and uh, the coincidence the big coincidence for us there was three churches for sale in wagga in the same time we decided to do that and i recall that clearly neil because i went uh, with there was uh, uh, the three churches are of different sizes, and uh, and uh, so I thought we'd start with a smaller size church. But one of our members said, "No, no, we we'll go for the bigger size." And I said, 
and he said, "No, look, it's going to be filled up by the Spirit, and God would 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 supply." And and that's what happened. So we bought the biggest church of the three, and uh, guess what? It was full with doctors that we never expected that to start with. People don't anticipate that when you have a church that there might be so many professionally qualified people. And, of course, uh, you and I will know, Eamon, that there are lots of professionally qualified Christian believers in churches, uh, but there's certainly a lot of Egyptian doctors. Uh, Did you have a network of doctors that were linking with you and then moving to your region? Actually, what what helped us is is actually the moratorium. So, the Australian government put a moratorium on people who are trained overseas to work in rural communities for ten years. So, what happened is that those doctors, as they're searching for a job in a rural community to fit with the the, the requirement, uh, they looked at where there is a Coptic church, rather. So that's how it worked out in the end. Uh, but there's a lot of Coptic migrants. A big percentage of the Coptic migrants would be uh, uh, having higher qualification, whether it's doctors or pharmacists or engineer, because that's the culture back in Egypt. The culture back in Egypt, and it's somewhat different, isn't it? You've probably noticed this in other communities, but somehow or other, this church being central to the spiritual and social lives of believers isn't necessarily where... Australian Christians are at but it's something so so valuable that you've experienced and it comes to this I guess a pastoral care that comes for people who are joining with your church because if it's going to be so central to people's lives this pastoral care impact is going to be very powerful and has a real dividend for the rest of the community. That's very true uh, Neil and it comes uh, I think it's part of the genes of uh, Coptic Christians. I think Coptic Christians were under pressure all their lives in Egypt, uh, uh, living as a minority in a, in, a, in Egypt. It's a lot of pressure there. And, you know, in, in time with this pressure, there's always uh, a, a reliance on, on God to sort out problems and to give us this uh, inner peace and stability. And I think that's part of it too, that is we are born connected to the church because that's where we live, that's where our inner peace and stability will come from. Not everyone will appreciate the challenging times in Egypt where the Coptic church is under huge pressure and so are evangelical Protestant Christians too under huge pressure because there's a significant majority of Islamists who are in control. So when you talk about the challenging times that you've been through and the need to rely on one another, that's where it's coming from, isn't it? At challenging times back in Egypt. Yeah, it is challenging. Being a minority anywhere is a challenging time. And that's what we need to consider also in in doctors coming from overseas or people coming from overseas to Australia, that they still uh, feel like they are a minority. And our job in Australia is to actually look at the needs of those doctors, address them, uh, treat them as part of Australia rather than treating them as a minority group. Eamon, what do the waiting lists look like now in Wagga uh, for people who need to see a doctor? 
I think it's it's a lot better than it was. There's still a shortage of doctors everywhere in rural Australia, but definitely in Wagga, it's a lot better than it was when we started. And your church, it's called St. Mary and St. John, the beloved Coptic Orthodox Church. Do you attract people in the community who are just Orthodox, uh, Coptic Orthodox Christians, or are there visitors coming from all sorts of other different denominations? I think they, they, they would, uh, in and out, come people that comes and visit the church, and anyone is welcomed in our church, uh, as as you know. And uh, But the, ma- the majority, of course, is uh, Coptic Christians. Well, of course, uh, there's going to be a different liturgy and uh, heritage uh, culture that the church has been built around. And as you say, uh, you trace your history back 2,000 years to St. Mark. And uh, there are all sorts of different ways that you uh, express your faith. And sometimes that looks a little bit different to other uh, Protestant denominations. But uh, no doubt there'll be listeners who've uh, caught something of your heartbeat today and certainly some who are saying, why can't this work in our community? Why can't we have particular cultural groups settling in churches in our community and attracting those professional doctors uh, to be able to meet some of the needs where there are uh, where those needs are obvious? Well, I'm going to point listeners to connect with Dr. Eamon Shenouda. Uh, First of all, for those listeners around the region of Wagga Wagga, the Glenrock Country Practice. But for the church in Wagga, coptic.org.au would get you a link to the St. Mary and St. John, the beloved Coptic Orthodox Church. Uh, Dr. Eamon Shenouda, uh, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today on 2020. Thank you for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.